Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out from the Ashes. I am your host, Cheryl Baldridge, and today we are going to be talking about love, but not just any kind of love. We are going to be talking about matrimonial love on today. Our marital relationships are one of the most important human relationships that we have on the earth, and it is in turmoil. It's in trouble in a lot of ways. In the church, the divorce rate is just as high as it is in the world. And that shouldn't be. And today we are going to talk with a couple that has overcome a lot of um, adversities. Not to say that they've had a troubled marriage, but trouble is no stranger to any of us, right? It is going to knock at your door at some time or another. And particularly when we get married, you know, I was thinking about the scripture uh, that says in 2 Corinthians um, 4, 6 and 14, it says, and I'm reading from the NIV, it says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness? But, you know, a lot of times we are getting married and our foundations are the same. Our belief systems are the same. But what happens when one outgrows the other or one is advancing faster than the other? Today, we're going to explore some of those challenges and we are going to hear about the grace of God extended through each of us with our spouses. So welcome to Out From The Ashes today, Pastors Michael and Lovey Sofas. Pastors, welcome to Out From The Ashes. How are you? Oh, great. Doing fine. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We're excited. Hey, thank you for accepting the invitation. You know, you are one of the couples that I have looked up to for quite some time now. And I just want to say thank you for being so transparent throughout the years with your life, period. Um, I appreciate that more than my words can say, honestly. You're welcome, Cheryl. Thank we you, love you, you and appreciate you too. <laughs> thank oh, you. thank you. Thank you. So, so that we can go ahead and delve into this, why don't you go ahead and um, tell us about yourselves. Introduce yourselves, your church, where you're from. Tell us who we're talking to today. Okay. Oh, well, well, I'm Pastor Michael Sofas, and you know this is Pastor Lovey Sofas, and we've been married for 35 years now. Yeah. And uh, we have three kids, three lovely kids, uh, Amber, Michael, and Akila, yeah. and uh, some grandkids as well. So we we building a, a family here. And Amen. some spiritual kids, lots of them. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Go ahead. Well, you just told it all. Um, I'm Pastor Lovey Sofas, and uh, I'm just happy to be here today. Um, Pastor just told you about us and mm -hmm. pretty much what, what we've been married for, what, 35 years, like yeah. you said. And uh, right now I can say that it's been 35 wonderful years. When I look back yeah. over all that we've been through, I would do that again. I, I would do it all yes. over. I'd yes. marry you yes. all over again. Yes. I would Amen. <laughs> Amen. And that's a blessing here because that's not often what we do here. We hear I'd do it again, but maybe with someone else. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I know, right? But we yeah. say, God, thank you. Um, 
for being God in the midst of every struggle. And you can see how you've grown through it. It is a tremendous blessing, not only for you, but for everyone watching you. Yeah, that's Absolutely. So how did you guys meet? Uh-oh. I'm going to let her tell the story. Uh-oh. We're listening. Well, let me tell y'all something. I uh, got saved. I don't remember when I got saved. I, I grew up in a Christian home. And um, um, and I uh, ha- I really went through. A, I got married very young. This is actually my second marriage. And I got married young and went through a divorce. Uh, we were just too young for marriage. And I moved to Houston with my mom. And just really sold out for God. And I was working at a a hotel as a reservations manager. And one of the uh, front desk clerks came up to me and she was like, I just want you to go out. Now, being a Christian, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to no clubs. I'm just not doing it. She was like, no, this is a party. Please come. And, you know, I prayed about it. I was like, gosh, should I go to this party? And it was like, yeah, you should go to this party. And then when I walked in the party, there was Pastor Mike. And he, you called me. You were like, hey, come here. I want you to dance with me. I was like, okay, I'll dance with you later. I had no intentions, be, to be honest with you, of dancing with him and, and being around him because I was only there because God told me to go. And uh, later on that evening, he came up to me. He was like, uh, you promised me a dance. And then we ended up dancing. And it's been on since then, right? Absolutely. Did so, I tell it right? So now, do you want me to tell the, the true story? Yeah, if, yeah. let's hear the really, rest really, of the story. Really? No, what really happened? See, we always, you know, couples always have their own version of the story. Of that course. was her version. Now, my version was mm-hmm. when I saw her, mm-hmm. and uh, me and my friends were sit- sitting at the table, had about four guys with me and dog. When she came down the aisle, I told everybody, I said, hey, wait a minute. This one's coming here. This wow. one is mine right here. Don't nobody mess with her. Wow. And that's just a true story. And when she came down the aisle, she, I said, you know, we're going to dance. I just told her we're going to dance. And she said, well, we'll dance later. And she went to wherever she was going and she didn't come back. Mm-hmm. So when I went downstairs and I saw her again, I said, hey, you owe me a dance. And as soon as I said that, a slow record came on. Oh. And that was that was just right up my alley. I was, <laughs> I was that guy. <laughs> and so I grabbed her and, and held her and we, we, we slow danced and we talked a little bit and she, I can, I can tell that she wasn't. I was Into too aggressive. Yeah. I was too yeah, aggressive. Just so, not what I would have. But coming in too strong. Yeah, I was yeah, coming too was, strong. Yeah, I was and, like, but mm-hmm. that was just my personality, you know. So I did that, and I called her a little bit later, and we started talking, and we saw we had some familiar faces that we knew. Yeah. I, I was in Longview a couple of times and met some people that she knew, and then that was the commonality for mm-hmm. us. Because I knew if you knew them, you were really good people. Right. Because they were sweethearts. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we started talking, That's you know, it. but before that, let me say this. When I was out in the world then and I was tired of being out in the world and mm-hmm. I said, Lord, I need to find somebody that just for me. And this is what I want. And I described the person I wanted. Yeah. And when that happened and I saw it, it just it just it just blew me away. Wow. I was I was already connecting. Now, it wasn't love at first sight. It was a connection at first sight. All right. We was connected and it was a deep connection. And then that grew into our love. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure that everybody knows that, hey, it wasn't love at first sight. And I know some people say that, and I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying with me and her, it was not true like that. We were friends first. We were friends first. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like like most people, you know, it it grew Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. what it is now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
So when I met you guys, by the time I entered the picture, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you had already been married for quite a number of years because I think it was 2000 six when we met, yeah. um, which has been quite a while ago. Yeah. But you, Pastor Luppy, were already um, running an awesome prayer ministry. Yeah. 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 Um, tell us about that. Oh, wow. Um, you know, I when you love people and you see people hurting and going through things, when you have Holy Spirit living inside of you, there's a there's a, a mercy and a grace and, and there's a, a strong desire to want to help. And I had a lot of people around me that uh, really were going through so much. And so I would tell them, you know, when you get off work, just come over and we'll pray. So they started coming over and we started praying in the house. And sometimes, uh, Pastor Mike, you would you would come in and people would be all over the floor, just laid out in the spirit. And um, and it just got to be overwhelming for our home. And so uh, we prayed about it and, and the Lord touched our hearts and we opened up a we, we just got a building for it. And so we started having prayer there and uh, that kind of grew into people coming a hurt i would invite them to come to church and they just would not come to church i was like please you need to you know be in a a, a fellowship because you know the bible says that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves mm -hmm. together yeah, because yeah. that's where you get your the gifts are flowing and people get encouraged and strengthened and healed and all all sorts of uh god's presence is in there in, in ways that People just could, we could never imagine. And so I really wanted them to get plugged in and and, and uh, into a local church. And so that went on for years. I could not, I would invite them to church. They would not come. I would invite them to church. And they just wouldn't go anywhere. A lot of people had gone through a lot of church hurt too. And yeah. so I had been in my church for, ooh, how long have we been at Light of the World? Ooh. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, but that was the, that was at the end of the run, yeah. 15 years. But during the time she was talking yeah. to you, it was like seven or eight years. Eight years at that time. Yeah. And then as time went on, I, it just bothered me so. And I, I, I finally just said, you know what? I, I was in prayer and the Lord, he said, he kept speaking to my heart. Uh, feed my people. And I'm like, I'm feeding your people. I'm praying for them. I'm doing, I don't even know what else there is to do for them. And the Lord spoke very clear. He said, I need you to start a church. And I was like, no, I'm not leaving my church. <laughs> I'm not starting no church. And I really fought it and fought it. And I was restless. I couldn't sleep at night. And finally, I was. I told my husband, I said, I, I can't take it. I'm going to have to start this church. If not, God's not going to let me rest. Right. And I went to my pastors. I said, hey, guys, I don't know what this is about. Um, God wants me to start a church. I know I, I don't feel led to leave my church now, mm -hmm. but uh, is it okay if I do it just and stay here? And they were like, love you, whatever God says, we, you know, we're, we're for it. We know that that is something God wants you to do because maybe that's a place where people can come and maybe, you know, until they find a place, they can right. rest their heads there until they find a place. So in my mind, that's what I had in my mind. Mm -hmm. I was like, so that's, kind of how it was birthed through prayer. It started with prayer and then God told me to start the church. So before before we get into that, yeah. Let's backtrack. So being a woman of prayer, because mm -hmm. you and I have had 
I don't know how many conversations and Lord knows I have done my share of boo-hooing on your shoulders. <laughs> so, you know, and me know we're talking about the, the marital relationships leading up, being a woman of prayer and leading yeah. up to the ministry part. Yes. So talk to us about, you know, like Pastor Mike says, he had told God what he wanted. Yeah. Then God sent him what he wanted. Yeah. But then I know that uh, from previous conversation that, you know, I know that the two of you are walking in sync now, mm -hmm. but that wasn't always the mm -mm. case. Oh, no. no. <laughs> you're shaking your hands unanimously like, oh, no, that was not. So talk to us about that. Okay. So when I first <laughs> let me you know what let me let me let me you gonna put a disclaimer out there? No, no. Let oh. me just say this. He no. said, "No, let me go first. Let me say this. Yeah, because I was I wanted to make sure that you guys know that. See, I was the one outside the realm of 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 being with God. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I wasn't quite there yet when we first got married. Uh -uh. Okay. I was still trying to. Uh, 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 tear away from the world. Yeah, and the world yeah. kept on trying to pull me back. Yeah, and those first four years of our marriage. Oh my goodness. that's what it was. Ooh. See, it was it was my struggle. Yeah, with going in and out of the world. Yeah, and, and it was her struggle with me. Exactly, that's how that was. See? <laughs> now, I wasn't I wasn't out there doing nothing crazy or nothing, but I was I wasn't doing things that a responsible married man should have been doing right all right, right. I go to work and come home late sometime and this that and other but yeah. it wasn't out of, out of control but it just wasn't the right thing to do i i was a basketball player i went and played ball we played ball 11 12 o'clock at night we found a gym open and at the time and i didn't a, understand that yeah at the time they had a gym open in bel air it's a 24-hour gym that yeah. was right up my alley because man we'll go out there and we'll play ball to one and two o'clock in the morning and she would set me down and say baby you got a family now and you can't be doing all the stuff you're doing. And that was just part of the part of the uh, the conflict that we were having. Yeah, we, I knew some other things. I just wanted to be me and do the things I used to do. And I couldn't do that. I, I didn't realize that till later. Yeah. And then we had some issues that we just had to discuss and that we didn't agree on. I had a worldly view. She had a Christian view. Right. That was that yoke. That, that was that yoke. And that's uneven yoke. Mm -hmm. Trying to fight and get control. <laughs> But you yes. know, I just I just thank God that mm -hmm. the good yoke mm -hmm. that I had to she 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 was praying. I know she was praying. Yeah. Right. And I had to come alongside and do what a godly man was supposed to do. Yeah. My mind had to change. When yeah. my mind changed, my actions began to change. Yeah. Okay. But then this is what we did. We made this awesome vow. I, I one night I was just so tired of us bickering about me playing ball or whatever I was doing. I said, Hang you know what? Hanging with my friends, <laughs> you know, and I said, you know what? I took my Bible and uh, I said, I, I put it on the bed. She was laying down. I was standing up. I put it on the bed. I said, hey, from now on, this is going to be our arbitrator. Yeah. I'm telling you, as soon as I said it, the next day, our marriage began to move in a positive direction because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we laid down our lives on the word mm -hmm. and on God and on that standard. And yeah. when we did that, see, that made me get, when I got to that crossroad of the world and God, I turned toward God yeah. every time. I said, God, I'm going to be with you. Uh, you know, I'm going to mess up sometime, but I just, just give me strength so I can keep on moving because I love my wife right. and I love my family. 
And I didn't want I didn't I don't want to be without her. Here's, I didn't, you I'm didn't not, want to lose your family for the book. So no, see, see that word did. I didn't want to lose. I know I don't want to lose my family <laughs> and yeah, my wife. Right. My kids are grown now. It's just it's me and her. I don't want to lose my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. wherever God lead me to go and how he build me up to stay firm, I'm going to stay right there because I want to be with her. Right. Pretty much. I, when I met Pastor Mike, I, he was just too aggressive for me. Um, and I knew that he knew God. You know, that was one of the things I was like, now, God, this can't be who you sent me because he's not living for you. He's doing him in the world. And I know that's not what I want. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> and it was funny because uh, we, I said, we can be friends. That's about extent. Mm-hmm. This relationship is friend. But in his head, it was like, no, that's my wife. But I'm like, <laughs> I had no, uh-uh. this cannot be who God has given me because here I am living for you, dedicated to you and not prideful with it. But I invested a lot in my growth in my spiritual growth. And in my life, I was like, I just want to please God. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anyone to stand in the way of that. And so when he came along, I'm like, "Mm -mm." even phone conversations, I'm like, he's just too aggressive for me. I don't, I don't know God. And I remember after about six months of us talking on the phone, mm-hmm. he was trying to get to the house. I was like, Mm-mm, he's not coming to my house. Cause he's doing, he is too fast for me moving too fast. And I don't know if this is who God has for him. But when I, when he finally came over and he met my mother and met my brother, they were all like, that's your husband. I was like, no, he's not. That cannot be my husband. And, uh, and not because he wasn't, I wasn't attracted to him, but I just wasn't attracted to his, to his personality. Mm-hmm. But when we did get married and, and God touched my heart, he was like, that's your husband. You're going to go through quite a bit, but you're going to be okay. And I need you to be the light, uh, the help meet that I called you to be. Mm-hmm. I never understood the word help meet until I married my husband. When I married him, I understood what help me meant. Help me was more than just uh, me help meet his needs as far as, you know, being being that wife, mm-hmm. being there to cook and to clean. No, no, no. Spiritually to help him come up. Mm-hmm. You, you see? And so, I, but, but, but it's kind of contrary to what you've been taught, right? Because yes. what you've been taught is that the man leads out and you're going to follow and mm-hmm. he's going to have your prayer time and you're going to have your time in the word. And you have all these, 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 you know, things that you, 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 you thought you knew before, because that's kind of what you've been told. Right. And that's what you're saying. The man's supposed to do this now. And then I realized, you know what, lovey, he's not there yet. It is your responsibility to set the example, not to uh, train him, but to set the example of what a Christian looks like and what they do with no condemnation whatsoever. And so that's what I did. I I spent a lot of time in prayer. You know, if, if women are standing for their husbands and they're not quite there spiritually well, you know, if you're getting drunk and drinking and and you're out in clubbing and you're cussing and you're arguing and you're fighting, well, how can they even come up to any place where you are? So we first have to, to, to get in the, set the standard, be that example for our own husbands. And let me say that, set a, set the standard as a Christian, right? right? Because this does this, the verse that says that, uh, the woman should um, uh, respect, her re- respect husband. her husband and allow the man to lead so many words, just that and other, right? Absolutely. And, and, and she should do what the man says do. See, I get so many guys that we 
uh, uh, counsel that mm-hmm. says that. I said, no, but wait yeah. a minute. The word is talking about that man that's following God. Right. <laughs> See, right. not this, not that worldly man. The man that's following God, now she should, should be submissive to him. Yeah. Because if that man is following God, that hard. man going to love that woman. Yeah. It like Jesus loved the church, follow. and it it's not going to be hard for him yeah. to follow. Right, right, because you know, in that <clears throat> they're talking about um, the wife submitting to the husband, <laughs> and I like the way it was put to me about submission. Mm-hmm. So submit simply means to come under, okay. absolutely, not bend over, not stoop down but merely come under. Absolutely. So anytime that a woman cannot be who she is, but has to alter herself to fit under that leadership, then that leader needs to come up. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, if she has to compromise, because there's some compromise in marriage, but I'm saying if she she has to uh, compromise integrity, if she has to compromise, um, self-esteem there there's uh, there's a problem there you know because we are to esteem one another correct right and so if that isn't happening and you know she's having to i don't want to say take the well take the low road but i don't mean it as um a point of humility but um when her um when something is being stripped from her, taking taken away from her, you know how, oh, take like in narcissistic relationships, for instance, you know, when um, he, uh, the other person is being control, uh, being controlling and wanting her to come under his control, you know, mm-hmm. if if that's the case, then then no, there's a problem with that leadership because in in that instance, you know, how are you following Christ? And Pastor Mike, please don't think that I'm, you know, alluding that with, with you. I'm just saying, you know, and talking about submission. Right. I understand. Right, I understand. Right, right. But my thing was, and it still is that, we got to understand how, who God is. Okay, let's say that. Yes. We, we know who God is and how his love and his grace and his mercy. And we, as leaders of the house, have that same type of grace and mercy and love and gentleness and patience then our wives don't have to worry about anything come on because we're we're loving like god loves yes okay and and when we're loving like god loves then we got to treat our wives with uh, all the respect all the love and all the gentleness that god gives us now do we do we uh mess up sometimes do we fall short sometimes yes we do Mm -hmm. but we got to know okay god i messed up uh, my wife upset with me and I got to go to God and say, Lord, what should I do? Help me understand. Cause I don't want to, I don't want her to be upset. I want, I want her to, I want to love her like you want me to love. And I want to love her, love her like I want to love her. So yeah. Lord, tell me how to do that thing. See, we got to be continuous uh, with that type of love, with that type of uh, 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 relinquishing as, as, as the head of the house, relinquish it to God. Mm-hmm. So God can guide us so we can satisfy her. Yes. See, that's what that's what it's all about. See, going to God, getting information and doing what the word of God says do. That's how our marriage survived. Yeah. Are we perfect? Yeah. No. We're not perfect, but we know who to go to mm-hmm. when we need uh, instruction and information. Go ahead. I had to just yeah. learn how to be the help meet is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to 
uh, if 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 Pastor Mike, I'm saying my husband, if, uh-huh. if my husband did something that I know was not biblical or he missed it or whatever, I had to have mercy. You know, the Bible says that uh, God's mercies are new each day. Yes. And if he can have new mercies for us each day, I had to be merciful That's toward him job. and yes. understand that he's a work in progress just like I am. Yes. And so when he would go out with his friends and stay to two o'clock in the morning, you know, I could have been that wife saying, how dare you come? You don't come in here like that. But you know what I learned to do? I learned Say to go that. tell daddy God on him. Say I was that. like, I'm telling you, I'm telling God, I'm telling God. <laughs> and uh, and I would not argue with him. And he thought, what kind of wife is this? What kind of woman? She don't argue. She don't have nothing to say back. What could I say that could change that? What could I do that could change that? There's nothing I could have done or said that would change him. Only God can change him. And I understood that. And I knew that there were some areas in me that God was building up. He was building up my faith muscles. The more I used them, the more faith I got. Uh, he was building up some prayer in me. Uh, the more I prayed, the more I saw God move. And I remember, because I think the most troubling thing for me was when he would hang out with his friends and coming in the wee hours of the night. It wasn't so much I'm thinking, okay, you're out cheating. It was more so, man, are you okay? Or where are you? Did Were you in a wreck? Or, you know, can I get some communi- communication to know mm-hmm. you're okay? So that was my pet peeve right then. Mm-hmm. And so I remember one night I, I, I went to God and I was so upset. I said, God, now this man keeps coming in here two o'clock in the morning. It is so disrespectful on top of that. And it's hurtful. Um, Lord, how long am I going to have to go through this? And I, I'm not fussing at you. You trust me. I'm, I'm humble because I don't play with God. I understand he's the creator of everything, but he does want our heart when we give him our heart. And so I said, God, so, 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 tell me what, what is there anything I need to do different? Is there something I'm doing wrong? He said, no, you're doing everything right. He was like, love it because you did not complain because you did not act enough because you surrendered and you let me handle this. I'm getting ready to move for you. He spoke to my heart that day. He said, your son is going to get a fever of 107.9, but I promise you it is not to death. But I tell you what, I know how to get the attention of my people and this is going to get his attention and you will never, and I mean never, have to worry about him not calling you. You're not going to have to worry about him not coming in at the time he needs to because you put all your faith and trust in me and you were the help meet that he needed you to be. Even though he may not have been there all the way, you did what I told you to do and I'm going to honor you for that. I remember we didn't have cell phones back then and I had left him a note on the door. We're at the hospital. Your son has a fever of 107.9. We get to the hospital. The doctors are like, well, I can't believe this baby's not in a coma. He was up playing. You would never know he had a fever. And uh, the doctors uh, gave him uh, uh, ice. They iced him down mm-hmm. and, 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 and brought that fever down. And by the time he got to the hospital, my husband looked at me. He was like, babe, I am so sorry. He was crying. He was like, I am so sorry. I will never ever do this to you again i get what you're saying you're not trying to be my mama mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh you're not trying to run because you know a lot of times you would say yeah, you know I, I, you're not my mama my mm-hmm. mama is gone her name is so and so and so and i was like but i'm not trying to be your mom i'm just trying to be your wife mm-hmm. and so he you finally got to understand where i was coming from and 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 how how much I love you that I cared about what would happen to you and not so much as me trying to right, police right, you right, or parent right. you. And so that was the, I think that was a moment that everything began to change. But you right, know what? Right. I learned something about prayer and this is what the lesson I needed in pastoring today because 
when you're pastoring, you have all kinds of people coming. You got baby Christians coming who just, you got people coming mm -hmm. in out of the world. Levels, they don't levels. know right. any better. I learned to love unconditionally. Mm -hmm. Me loving my husband wasn't like, I'm going to only love him if he loves me back. I'm only going to do this for him if he does that back. See, love doesn't do that. It doesn't, it's not expecting anything in return. That's right. That's right. I learned to love. I thought I knew what love was That's until I got with my That's husband. I was like, now I know how to love. I know what Jesus is saying when he said to love someone unconditionally. I know what it is to lay down my life uh, for someone else, to lay down what I want to say. Mm -hmm. I want to say it, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to mess up anything that God is doing. So as a pastor, as a co-pastor of the church now, you know, I know how to love the members in spite of what they do, in spite of what they say. Everybody's not where you are. And I had to learn that in my marriage and my husband, you know, he's a Christian, but you've been walking this thing out a long time. He is not. Now, will he come and surpass you? Absolutely. But for now, just sow the seed, sow love, sow unforgiveness, sow gentleness, sow kind. Even if he's not, you give of yourself. You pour yourself out like a drink offering. Guess what? I'll pour back in and refresh you. So I learned how to be a quiet wife. I learned how to shut my mouth. And I learned how to take it all to God in prayer. And every time, you know, when I would put my mouth on it, Mike, when I would put my mouth on it and try mm -hmm. to get in it and fix it and do it, it always messed up. Right. But every time I gave it to God, God moved for me. So I approach that. I have that same approach now when I'm interceding for people, when I'm ministering to people, I understand how to love them the way God wants me to love them. And it's just about your love walk mainly. And let me say this. Let me add to that. Yeah. Uh, you heard our, both our stories. And yeah. and when my son was in the hospital, uh, that, that, that day, that day, mm -hmm. after that day, it did not happen. Not one more time. Not one more time. And the enemy kept giving me pressure because my friends kept coming. Man, you henpeck. You henpeck. I say, man, <laughs> I don't care what you call me. You know, yeah. I say when I'm sick or anything happen, happening to me, yeah. that's who take care of me. You're not nowhere around. You can't even call you, yeah. you know. So I'm with the right person. I'm going to stay doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And and in this whole scope of this marriage, we're helping each other. That's right. All yeah. the time. The God has put us in a place where I'm learning from her. She's learning from me. All the time. And it's continuous. It's mm -hmm. always going on. And it's always building us up to know, let, let us know that hey, God is leading this marriage. Mm -hmm. yeah. I want her to love God more than she loved me, because yeah. I love God more than I love her. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's what we. And that's the place we. That's what place we are now, and that's the place we're gonna continue to be. Right. Amen. And you know, um, I'm listening to you, mm -hmm. and of course, scriptures are just coming to my head, and I just mm -hmm. want to read for our listeners, First uh, Corinthians 13, and I'm gonna read verses four uh, through the first part of verse eight. And I'm reading from the NIV and it says, love is patient. Mm -hmm. Love is kind. Mm -hmm. It does not envy. Mm -hmm. It does not boast. It is not proud. It right. does not dishonor others. Yes. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Mm -hmm. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Amen. It always protects, always trusts, um, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Yeah, that's right. It just doesn't. It will it not doesn't. fail you. It will not. You know, it's so true, Cheryl, because I learned that. I learned what love does. And, you know, 
even uh, in relationships or friendships, sometimes people feel like, you know, this relationship is upside down. It's like, I'm doing all the giving, but that's what you're supposed to do. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You, you can't outgive God. And so that love that we have, we give of ourselves. It doesn't matter because you know what? If you love someone like that, God said, I've drawn them with loving kindness. Mm-hmm. It's the loving kindness. It's that love that draws people. Mm-hmm. You know, not only will it draw the people, your friends, your relatives, your co-workers, it doesn't matter. Love will draw every time. I have worked jobs where I have been so persecuted by my boss. I said, man, have I ever had a good boss? I think I've, I've had maybe a couple. But out of all the jobs I've had, I've had people who just persecute me. And I was like, why? I'm, I'm in here. I'm, I'm doing my job. I'm the one that stays over and mm-hmm. goes up and above and beyond and 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 loving the people and it's like they're just it's like the enemy's just trying to take me out of here and then so i remember this one boss was treating me so bad i was like what did i do and he was like love i want to see you get aggressive and get in there with the other work uh employees when they're going at it like rise up get some boldness about you i said i have a lot of boldness about me but i have to show restraint because of who i am in god i can't do that i have to love at all times and i remember one day um this same my boss he was like well you know uh levy uh you need to clock in at this time i'm clocking in at 802 no you need to clock in at at, uh five minutes till it was always something you know always and i'm standing by the time clock so i could do what i'm supposed to do but i realized then that you know god allowed that for me god allowed that what was god doing in me growing i mean that love walk i tell you and i learned how to Love my boss. And one day they had a big layoff. I was laid off the job and he came back and he was like, you know, uh, he they called me. They said, you know, he has prostate cancer. And I was like, oh, no, my heart went out to him. He called me. He said, Lovey, can you come pray for me? I came to that job and prayed for him and God healed him of that prostate cancer. Now, now here's a lesson in that. Had I been acting a nut and going crazy and, and, and going toe to toe with him and people on what kind of witness would I have? That's right. So my thing is even concerning my husband, my children, my friends, those around, it's your love walk. We have to perfect that thing. You know, we got to make sure we're loving at all times. And loving doesn't mean that you get your, you know, let somebody run over you. That's not what I'm mm-hmm. saying. But a lot of times the battles that we think we should be fighting to the, I'm just going to tell them I'm going to do. No, no, sometimes, no, no, no. Sometimes. No, this time just no. Quiet let God do it. Right. We just yeah. Have to and you know, God. Yeah. And I will admit that, you know, marriage is the perfect environment to perfect yeah. your love walk. Yeah. I mean, because you're you're with that person, you're you're cohabitating, you know, they're there, you're there. Yeah. And um day after day you will get an opportunity to extend mercy, to extend grace, to extend gentleness, to extend kindness, to extend all of that you know and it it is not predicated on how you mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. how you feel does not you're gonna be in trouble <laughs> what you say <laughs> yeah we're not led by emotions we're led by the spirit of god that's right Amen. that's right and sometimes in doing it you may not like it because it won't feel good to your flesh no because you know the flesh doesn't want to conform it it doesn't want to do what's right it wants to do what it wants to do when it wants to do it how it wants to do it you know and and but we like you were saying but we follow after the spirit of god so that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh so our fleshly desires 
are minimized, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're wrangled under that uh, spirit of self-control because mm-hmm. we have the power to control ourselves despite yeah. how we feel. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So now that um, you guys have gotten through the challenges of being unequally yoked, mm-hmm. talk to us now about what life looks like now. Now you're in ministry together and uh, mm-hmm. you're running a, a thriving, leading a thriving church, even mm-hmm. in the midst of a pandemic. Talk to us about that. How, you know, how God is just moving in your relationship in ministry. Let me, let me, just start off let me say this. Uh-huh. You're talking about the challenges. Mm-hmm. We still have challenges. Oh, we, yeah, just not deal, we just know how to deal. We just we just to deal with those challenges yeah. in a more productive way. Yeah. Amen. It's just simple as that. Yeah. See, we we know to to allow God to give us the strength and the wisdom mm-hmm. to do what we need to do. Yeah. If anything's going on and with me and her, we go on to God and say, Lord, how do we fix it? Right. Okay. Right. The devil comes. See, the devil is not going to stop working. He's he's working twenty four seven to do his three his three main things to kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what he want to do, and we won't let him have our marriage. Amen. And he's mad because we're trying to save all the marriages we can. Our, our, our church ministry, all the married couples, and we have married couples come in. When we have our conference. We know we have marriage com- com- uh, couples coming in from everywhere, you know. And we giving them the word of God. We giving them techniques. We giving them knowledge. We giving them wisdom that God gives us to give them to help their marriage. And all they got to do is listen and obey. When they listen and obey, obey the word of God, not me and, not me and Pastor Lovey, the word of God, because that's what we're giving them. And when they sit back and they obey that word, that word going to do what it's going to do. Yes, it will. It's as simple as that, you know. And and and, and here's, the, here's the struggle in ministry. The struggle in ministry for us is getting the people encouraging the people, building the people up, and sending the people back out again. That's the challenge, because the enemy don't want them to do, to do that. You're right. He's always got some opposition. He always got some situations going on. If it, if he, if it's not the marriage, it's the money. If it's not the money, it's something else. It's, he's, it's, it's the job. It's, he's trying to hit you in all directions when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. And we have people just coming in and, and saying, well, I did this and I did that. And, and well, uh, I forgot, Pastor, I didn't do that. Or, oh, oh, Pastor, I didn't. We don't care. Here, here's the, here's the instructions again. We're going to keep on giving you those instructions. Keep on trusting you. Keep on building you up. Keep on leading you to the water so you can take a drink. And that's it. That's, con- that's just constant and continuous. And it's, and it's intentional. Yeah. We yeah. want to do it. Yes, I like we that word intentional. I love that word intentional. Yes, that's I, it's, a, it's, a, 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 it's, it's a strong meaning meaning of of who we are in Christ. Come on, everything we do is not for for anything that you can give us. That's right. It's not for that. It's for the love of the people. Because if you got the if you got the spirit of God in you, mm-hmm. you got to have the love of the people, mm-hmm. and the word. Wait a minute, I lost you. Did you mute? Say something to me. Are we, are we there? Are we there? Okay, yeah, yeah. I lost you for a moment. Okay. okay. So the word tells us that, hey, we got to be loving always. We got to be gentle always. And we got to be patient always. Yeah. That's ministry. Yeah. If, if you can't do those three things, 
you might be in the wrong uh 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 uh, uh of service yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and you know what and and what you have said is really has brought this full circle mm-hmm. because if you think about it because the things that you're talking about right now and um loving god's people and and being a witness and and so on all of these things start at home mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can't love right at home, how are you going to, you know, because even when um, Jesus was talking to his disciples about being witnesses and where they would be witnesses, you know, it started at home and then went out, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we have to get it right at home. That's right. That's why. Hmm? That's why as a pastor, you got to make sure your home life is in order. Yes. Uh, my goodness, I couldn't imagine pastoring a church when we first met after four, even the first mm-hmm. four years, even after then. I mean, we would just not have been rich. Church would have been towed up from the yeah, floor. Absolutely. <laughs> your house needs to be in order because if it's not in order, that church going to be just as tore up yes. as your house is. Yes. It's going to flow over into mm-hmm. that church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can only fake it and shake it for so long. You know what I'm saying? So yes. one thing about it in our relationship, it was always genuine and honest and truth. And even when we had trials and tribulations that were really horrible, mm-hmm. it was still the truth coming forth. Absolutely. And we've always been, how can I put it? So honest with each other about how we feel about everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right now as pastors, we're the same way. You're going to get it. The truth. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know any other way to be. And uh, we've gone through so much uh, in our in our marriage, like sicknesses and having to take care of each other, all kinds of trials and tribulations. We've had two businesses together. We've been through it. But you know what? Those things sometimes push you away or it can draw you back together. Absolutely. And it drew us together and it prepared us for a ministry. Absolutely. It really did, because with all the things that we've gone through, when you come into a ministry, you got people coming in with all kinds all of problems, right. all kinds of situations, and you can't look at them and say, well, then we're done. We're tired of that. Mm-hmm. We can't. No, no, no. Right. Who, what parent throws their child away? Right. You know, they're your spiritual kids. You just can't throw them away. God has given the, them to you. They belong to God, but it's there are responsibilities. So when we look at members... We don't look at them as just, oh, these are members coming in. These are God's people. These are the people that God has called us to be a good stewards over them. We are concerned about them. So I I was telling pastor, I said, man, I don't know because I don't know how many people you're going to have in your church because of how we are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're always going to be honest and truthful because at the end of the day, it's about your character. It is about you becoming the person that God wants you to be. And yes. our job is to help you become that. And so with me and pastor, we have worked on our character. He's worked on himself. I wor- I know what my weaknesses are. He knows what his weaknesses are, but we have to work on that. And so what we've done is come together to help uh, the people that God has given us to steward and to train up. Uh, our job is to get them from, from here to here. You, you, yeah. you understand? From one place to the next. So, so right. if you're, here today, a baby from glory to glory. From yes. glory to glory. Yes. We want you to mature in every way and have everything you can to walk on your own two feet and to go to God in prayer and to uh, be able to cry out when you need to be able to trust God for anything that you're trusting God for. So I, I know what I'm saying is if we had not gone through all we went through, I don't think we'd be prepared to really pastor the way we pastor. 
Uh, yeah, and I believe that. And this is, I'm enjoying this conversation, but unfortunately our time is fastly winding up. Yeah. Um, but before we go, tell us um, right now, where can the listeners, if they wanted to tune in to a service, how do they reach the house of prayer? They can reach us on a Facebook. We do a Facebook live every Sunday at 10 a.m. It's a House of Prayer Christian Fellowship Church. Um, and so they can go there and, and join us for church on Sundays. And then I do the prayer. I have a prayer on Mondays. I've had that prayer ministry now for about 30-something years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been praying every Monday night. I've not stopped because, you know, uh, because of the pandemic. So on Mondays, we're there. Uh, at uh, 7.45 every Monday night. So they can come Monday nights at 7.45 mm -hmm. if they want prayer, or they can come Sundays at uh, 10 a.m. for and, church. And uh, we have a Bible study on, our Bible studies on well, we Thursdays. Well, and we're doing small groups yeah. now, but we have our Bible studies on Thursdays, Thursdays at 7 on our Zoom. Yeah. And we're doing small groups now. So we'll be doing that uh, for about Even five weeks. more weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll go back to Bible study, we might continue to do that small group. They're looking really good. Yeah, so, yeah, however the Lord lead us, that's where we're going to go. <laughs> absolutely. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay, so if someone wanted to get in on your Zoom, they could just contact you via Facebook to yes. send you email and you'll yes. send the link. Yes. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. the link would, well, they could just go to Facebook and say, uh, put it in there, the House of Prayer Christian Fellowship Church. And She's well, talking about the Zoom. No, for the oh, Zoom. For, for, for Zoom, Zoom, yeah. For yeah. Zoom, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so you cool. just go on Facebook and message us, and we'll yeah, send you we'll the send information. You the link, right. All right. Well, pastors, we are at time, and again, I want to tell you thank you so much for agreeing to meet with us today. Uh, it has been a pleasure hearing us. your story. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Thanks for well, having me. Amen. <laughs> and we enjoyed you. I know the listeners were blessed and encouraged to know that. There is hope and you can get through it. Nothing is too hard for God. No. And, you know, just hearing how he's held the two of you together for 35 years and yeah. still holding yeah. and still holding. It is a blessing to hear. And you're happy. You're not just happy. You didn't have to say it. We can hear it in your voices. So again, thank you very much. Thank you very oh, much for being here. Thanks for um, Oh, well, you're welcome. We love you. And, you know, we it's just been such a long time since I've seen you, baby. I know. Yeah. I know. You hear your voice, man. Amen. It's good to hear yours too. <laughs> All from the Ashes family. Thank you so much for tuning in again for yet another broadcast. It is a pleasure as always to serve you. Know that I love you. I am praying for you. Have a great day and an even better week. Be blessed.